0: Most people aren't aware of how important property valuers are, but they play a crucial role in our financial system. Their judgments on property keep the gears in motion and their appraisals can impact everyone's access to funds. But why do valuers matter and why should you care? Welcome to Episode 9 of Ready, Set, Debt. I am Ulrika Lobo, Director of Sparrow Loans, a private property lender in Australia. I work with a lot of valuers as a property lender. Our deals are assessed by an accredited independent valuer with at least five years of experience. Put simply, valuation reports give me an assessment of the value of the property so that we can determine the appropriate loan amount based on the loan to value ratio against the property value. Most lenders do go to an independent valuer as well, and they mostly accept the figures reported by them, but some lenders do adjust the figure at times or even complete in-house valuations. Ultimately, valuations determine your borrowing power, they set your council taxes, and also guide how much you pay in land tax. Their work is extremely important to the stability of our financial system and impacts millions of Australians. Only a few months ago, the New South Wales Valuer General revealed that 1.4 million homes in the Western Sydney region would receive valuation notices. This could result in a 40% increase in value from their last valuation in some cases, resulting in higher land tax and more financial pressure. While residential assets are easier to value, there are specialised assets where the fair market value or the market value of the property can vary greatly depending on which valuer you go to and whether they have experience in that field it's very important to choose the right valuer because valuations are a part of that loan approval process for Australian financial institutions. They indicate the property's suitability as security for a loan. The downstream effect of this is a change in the loan amount you can borrow based on your LVR. So if you're refinancing a loan or purchasing a a property and you need a loan at a certain figure, you want to make sure that it stacks up on the LVR and that the valuer will give your property the best value that it can achieve in this market. The LVR is just the ratio of a loan amount to the overall market value of the property. Lenders basically just want assurance that if the loan were to default, that they could recover the value of the loan through selling the property uh, in the market. While this is a pretty straightforward process for residential property, valuers do take novel approaches to specialized assets. With going concern valuations, valuers take into account the business value as well as land and assets. For as-is valuations, you primarily consider land and assets at their current value, while the business performance is factored in to judge whether other businesses would perform well on the same site. Let's look at a few specialized assets. So let's say you're a middle-aged hotelier named Andrew and you want to take out a loan to acquire more land for a hotel expansion. To secure your finance for the acquisition, you'll need a valuation. When appraising the value of the hotels, valuers will conduct a performance analysis to make sure the business is operating at industry standards and will look at the quality of the fit-out and surrounds. They will also take a sensitivity analysis to different market conditions um, and different uh, operating businesses comparing how your business will perform if the most sensitive aspect to the business fluctuates. Sometimes that's even just the pricing of um, per room per night. Um, If you were to increase that by $5, what will that look like for your vacancy rate? Um, If you were to increase it by $10 or decrease it by $20, uh, the sensitivity analysis will cover all of that. Valuers will also make a judgment on the quality of rooms, aesthetic appeal of the overall facility, and standards of shared spaces such as lobbies and recreational areas. They consider the revenue-generating abilities of its trading components, including food, beverages, accommodation, gaming commissions, and room hire. This gives them a better understanding of the overall profit potential of the business and whether similar businesses could operate with the same effectiveness. Valuations of property, equipment, and plant assets are done with reference to fair value and market value. Fair value is the key basis of most financial reporting and is the amount for which an asset can be exchanged or a liability can be settled between two parties at an arm's length transaction. Market value assessments describe the value of the asset in an open, free and competitive marketplace. It takes into account usable life, condition of the asset, depreciation and comparable values. Andrews Hotel will also be judged on its location. How close is it to competitors? Are there any new hoteliers seeking to enter the market? How does it compare to nearby hotels and how much success are they all achieving? Though location is a subjective measure, being situated in a central business district, popular tourist destination, high value area or a scenic location are strong value indicators. So Andrew can be confident that the valuers will appraise his hotel based on all the relevant data they can find and explain any assumptions or conclusions they made in their report. It might also be important to take a look at his reviews and see how satisfied customers are in general. Our next potential borrower will be Vanessa, who owns a service station in an outer Melbourne suburb and needs refinancing. When approaching service stations, valuers will consider the net present value of future cash flows, capitalization, and an overview of market supply and demand characteristics. This is to ensure it's a competitive market with potential for other businesses to operate successfully in. With service stations, valuers will primarily base their appraisals on location and demographics. Vanessa's service station will be worth more if it is located in a densely populated outer suburb with many commuters or if it is one of the few service stations in a corridor. Furthermore, being on a main road with clear access would significantly increase the value. Valuers may also consider other revenue generating streams which the service station can support. For example, does Vanessa's service station have a successful supermarket? Does she operate a car wash service on site? Is it integrated with a food court or a fast food joint? These improve the performance potential of the site and will increase its value. Finally, we have to factor in the quality of the facilities and amenities into our analysis. The quality of the pumps is important, including the speed, vapour capture and reliability of service. Valuers may also consider the state of the fuel storage tanks. Fibreglass tanks are generally more highly valued and safer than steel tanks as they don't rust and are able to maintain better quality fuel storage for longer periods of time. This makes them a more attractive long-term investment. Alternatively, new steel tanks can also work to lift a service station's value as they have a long usable life ahead of them. Anything with a high fixed investment or an important role in revenue generation impacts the valuer's judgment. So store fit-out and layout also matter as they can generate sustained revenue and are an important part of the customer journey through a service station. One of the biggest costs when uh, operating and funding a service station or one of the biggest risks of costs blow out is the remediation work and the environmental damage that could happen through leaking tanks. If those petrol leaks cross over to your neighbor's land, Uh, That means that you could be liable for remediating not just your site, but their site too, and that's what creates a cost blowout. So it is important to make sure that the service station has also kept up to date with their environmental reporting and making sure that their tanks are serviced regularly. Our last borrower is Gary, who owns a pub in Sydney's inner west and wants to refinance a property using the pub as security. Valuers will first consider capitalization of net operating profits, turnover, and any relevant expenses which the business incurs. This is to ensure the pub is a competitive investment in the area and has profit potential even under the direction of a different owner. Next, a valuer would also consider Gary's tangible assets. They'll look at the quality of the pub's fit out overall and its appeal for patrons in the area. This will include common areas, the bar, bathrooms, and the kitchen. The more money and attention Gary has invested into making his pub an appealing venue, the more highly a valuer will regard it. Furthermore, many pubs have rooms and amenities for accommodation. The quality of these rooms, service capabilities of a pub's staff, and the overall appeal of staying a night in Gary's pub all factor into its value. A pub with aesthetically pleasing and well-designed rooms will obviously fetch a higher valuation than a shabby and unkempt motel. Some pubs also have licenses to operate gaming machines. The machines themselves have value as a PPE asset and a revenue-generating item in the long term. Whether Gary's pub has dedicated gaming spaces will also influence a valuer's opinion. As with our other borrowers, we need to consider the location. Pubs in cities or bustling suburban areas are worth more as land is tightly held and zoning is strict. These areas tend to have a higher foot traffic and draw consistent loud crowds as people come to pubs as places to socialize. Being located on a high street or among other hospitality businesses can also be a boon to valuers. People tend to visit pubs after a meal or for a schnitty, so factoring in the surrounding businesses is important. It would be very unusual to have a pub in a super industrial area or a very retail heavy environment. Businesses in clusters based on categories seem to perform better than their non clustered counterparts. Furthermore, densely populated areas with good access to public transport increase the volume of patrons. Given the cultural capital of the Inner West and the strength of its location, Gary could probably expect a higher valuation due to the social gravity of the location. While there are set standards that valuers follow to value different assets, sometimes there is no blanket rule for specialized assets. Each valuer appraises and values different aspects differently, and their method might depend on the type of property they're dealing with and their experience in dealing with that property. Broadly speaking, though, they generally look for high quality fit out, good location and the potential for other businesses to earn revenue on the same site. I hope you've come away with a bit more insight into the world of valuations and property lending. We covered the three scenarios of a hotelier, a pub owner, and a service station owner. These assets are generally seen as specialized assets, and you can get a range of different valuations on it. I hope that has helped you uh, come across a few points you can discuss with valuers if you do want to contest a valuation or address with valuers before they complete the valuation to make sure that they are assessing the property on its strengths. Valuers are so important to lending and keeping money flowing in this economy, especially with so much property lending happening in Australia. They don't have an easy job as the market sentiment is moving rapidly, as is the cash rate. So it's definitely a challenge for valuers to come up with a valuation that they will be confident will stack up in three months' time. Either way, you've got some insights now. I hope that helps. Thank you for listening to Ready, Set, Debt. Hope you all have a lovely weekend ahead.